I hereby banish you, John Draper, to the forest of Pigeon Lake Provincial Park. What? Can, can I come back before winter? Nope. That sounds miserable. <laughs> Coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, you will learn to obey God for your good. Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. I got something sad to announce. My name is John. I have to pack my bags because, well, Braden exiled me. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, uh, Sir Braden, the 12th. <laughs> you kind of had a British accent when you, you said that. As soon Started as I hear the word into banished, that. yeah. that's where I get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, my name is Braden. Could you imagine if that was real? John, I won't make you pack your bags. Thanks. You can stay. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but if you had to like leave your home and live somewhere else, that'd be awful. That would be really hard. It, it, would be, it wouldn't be good. And, and that's precisely what hap- ended up happening to Israel in today's story or prior to today's story. On the topic of, of exile, uh, I think listening to this podcast is best done in a group setting you know perhaps as a family or with friends not alone not in exile yeah you're right Uh, but not just this podcast i think growing in a relationship with jesus is best done as a group this podcast just happens to help with that Mm -hmm. um so gather your friends your family your pets yeah your stuffies stuffies i don't think that counts the president of the united states good luck with that (laughs) Uh, and then, you know, so you listen to the podcast and then have a really good discussion when you stay tuned and listen to our discussion questions that follow. Yeah. Well, a little background. I should say a lot of background because we're starting a whole new series. Yeah, we're out of Samuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think back to, you know, your early days, Braden, okay. uh, of, you know, Israel be kind of being young still in there. As a My nation. early days. Yeah. I was not in Israel. Well, you know, you throw all these old jokes at me. I just thought maybe you could take one or two. But it's like it wasn't funny this time. I look like a (laughs) fresh-faced millennial. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there was an uprising in Israel a few hundred years prior to this story. And the country was split in two. There was Judah. And then there was the rest of the country who kept the name Israel. Now, Judah was slightly better at obeying God, but not by much. (laughs) As a a result of not being obedient to God, God allowed them to do things kind of their own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, spoiler alert, we have been... We kind of saw what happens in Samuel, (laughs) didn't we? Spoiler alert slash like context, like we've seen that that doesn't always work out or never works out. Um, Okay, so it ended up that both Israel and later Judah were exiled, kind of... Again, like John said, like we saw with King Saul, um, who was really disobedient to God most of the time. Yeah, he did things his own way, didn't he? Yeah. Essentially, what happened is another country came, took over, and sent the residents to live elsewhere. You know, they, they were scattered among other nations and that had also been conquered and exiled. So it was basically this massive mishmash of people groups. Okay, so like... That was hard to say. Massive mishmash. Massive mishmash. Uh, that mishmash. Yeah, be hard. Okay. Um, let me get this straight. So, like, say I had to pick up and leave, yep. and then someone would like inhabit the place that I had stayed, mm-hmm. and then someone would inhabit the place that they had stayed, and then you'd kind of like musical else's. cities. Music. Yeah, musical countries. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. Good. 
Uh, okay, so now they, they've been exiled at this point for like decades. Yeah, long time. Um, and they had made their, you know, their, they had made the new place that they found. It's now their home. There's jobs, there's people, there's kids and, and adults that had only been born knowing that. Yep, in their new exile homes. Yeah, and Nehemiah, who is one of those exiles, uh, was the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes of Persia. You nailed that one. I like that. Getting no, so good at this. Uh, <laughs> now I gotta say, like life wasn't terrible for some of these exiles at this time. Like Nehemiah right. had a pretty good gig, right? Yep. So it was, uh, yeah. All right. So earlier to this, earlier to King Artaxerxes, King Cyrus gave permission and orders for Jews to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple that had been destroyed. Now, that's exactly what many of the tribes did from Judah and Benjamin. And many of the Levites and priests followed them too. And then later on, during King Darius, another group returned to Jerusalem. So we've kind of got this slow uh, re-inhabiting of Jerusalem by Jews. The exiled. Yes. Jewish people. Yeah. Okay. So now that we learned a bit of the background of the story, we can jump right into Nehemiah's story, which can be found in the book of Nehemiah chapter one. Okay. It was fall and Nehemiah got a visit from his brother. You like visits from your brother? I got to visit my brother. He doesn't visit me very often. Well, you would like it. I I would like it. It's a lot harder to pack up two kids than it is to just pack up me. Okay, if you think Artaxerxes is a hard word, his brother's name is Hanani. Hanani? Hanani. Hanani. That wasn't so hard. Hanani. Hanani lived in Judah and probably Jerusalem. And I'm guessing they were thrilled to see each other because uh, it's been a long time. Now, it didn't take long for Nehemiah to ask how things were going in Jerusalem. Uh, pause for a second. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting book to read through because it's written in first person yes just i just feel like we should mention that it's nehemiah and he's writing it as like a reflective letter yeah it's his memoirs yeah Yeah. so it just it just is different as you read it just Mm -hmm. to know um okay so as we read some of the scripture that comes out as well yeah okay so his report was terrible uh his brother's report of how things are going And it says this, things are not going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. They're they're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Not good at all. Nehemiah begins to weep and I guess he's just overcome with sadness. Yeah, it's his home. He fasted and he prayed for for several days, seeking God's insight. Braden, uh, I'd love it if you could read Nehemiah's prayer in chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Okay. It's lengthy. It is long. Here we go. So you got you to make it really exciting for us because it's a long cha- piece of scripture. I will read it exactly as it says it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So Nehemiah's prayer is this. It says, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands. Listen to my prayer. Look down and see my prayer night and day for the people, for your people, Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant, Moses. 
please remember that you told your your servant Moses, if you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you amongst the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, that even then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place that I have chosen for my name to be honored. The people you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants. Oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant my success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was the king's cupbearer. Well, winter comes and winter goes. And my guess is, well, they didn't have the 10 feet of snow that we got here this year. Yeah, probably not. It's a safe assumption. Yeah. So Nehemiah was sad. And it seemed to stay with him for a long time. By spring, Nehemiah, you could describe Nehemiah at this point as being distraught, maybe even depressed Mm -hmm. due to the whole issue with uh, Judah and things not going well there. Now, up to this point, he was careful not to appear sad before the king. Yeah. Eventually, though, things changed and he could no longer hide his emotions from the king. So the king asked him why he was so sad. Yeah, Nehemiah was terrified because, well, the king's a pretty powerful dude, but he courageously spoke of the issues in Jerusalem. The king then asked him what he could do to help. Now, Nehemiah quickly prayed in his heart and spoke openly and boldly. He said this, if it please the king and if it pleased and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. Now the king and Nehemiah continued their conversation and Nehemiah asked for letters expressing the king's support and would to build the gates and a home for himself. The king granted him everything and was very generous with his support. The king even sent armed officials or armed officers to protect him on his journey. It must have felt like really good for Nehemiah to have that kind of support from the king. Oh, absolutely. It, it seems like the king and him are close. There's respect yeah. between the two of them. Although he was terrified to be so open to him. So True. I guess his prayer worked of uh, asking that the king would be kind to him. Yes. Well, not everyone was so supportive as the king was. Uh, it's my turn for some hard names here. Okay. Uh, San Balat and Tobiah, you know, they were governors under the king of Persia. So they descended from Horonites and Ammonites. Uh, those were people groups of, those were people groups the Israelites drove out of God's promised land. So they likely felt that the territory, the city sh- and the city should belong to their people. They did not like that someone had come to help the people of Israel. So they that's, were that's right. So our lesson is this for today, and I think it could be an overarching theme for the story of Nehemiah that we're going to be looking at this season. By the way, before I forget, mm-hmm. we're, we're taking this story from Nehemiah chapter 1 all the way through chapter 2, verse 11. So you can read that right. on your own if you want. But here's the lesson for today. As we obey God, he is out for our good. Right. So obey God for your good. A really good lesson. But it's not like a reward system, you know, like training a dog to obey commands. Usually, actually, the very acts of obeying God are what bring the good. 
Okay. I I know what you mean. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, but maybe give us an example so we can understand that a little more thoroughly. Okay, sure. Uh, so in today's story, for example, Nehemiah was obedient to God by asking the king to help and support. Uh, asking the king for help and support, sorry. The, the good that came out was that Nehemiah got everything that he asked for and more. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a, a, a tough question here. Okay. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to God. Okay. But I think we need to ask this question. It seems like Nehemiah asked the king and the king was supportive. So what does that have to do with God? It almost sounds like he wasn't involved. Right. Okay. So I think, yeah, if you looked at it kind of on the surface, that it would be easy to miss God's involvement. But remember that Nehemiah was torn up about this. His heart was broken. He prayed and he fasted and he sat in that for a long time. And he asked for God's help. God worked on the king's heart, which encouraged the king to respond favorably to his request. That's right. You know, God tends to work on our hearts a mm-hmm. lot. So our lesson, again, is this. Obey God for your good. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. All right, a growth tip is a way for all of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, Brayden, did you notice that the way God spoke to Nehemiah, Nehemiah was through a broken heart? Yeah, I I did. I mean, his brother gave him bad news on how things were going in Jerusalem, and that really, well, broke his heart. Yeah, he he did. He, his brother did do that, and and it did upset Nehemiah for actually for months, like yeah. a whole winter and into the spring. He was just sad. When we look around us today, there is a lot that can break our hearts. Hmm. I I see. I I think I get where you're going with this. So our growth tip is let your heart break for the world around you, you know, and then actually allow that broken heart to motivate you to obey God's promptings. Nehemiah did exactly this. Nehemiah prayed for a long time and found himself eventually on his way to Jerusalem with the king's support to rebuild the walls and gates. I wonder if you prayed and allowed your heart to break. I wonder where God would lead you. Thank you all for listening today. Remember that there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's been fun. I'm looking forward to learning more about Nehemiah this season. Today, we learned that it is for our good if we obey God. Have a great week.